she put me down I've been out doing in my head Coming late at night and in the morning I just lay in bed But Rhonda, you look so fine And I know it wouldn't take much time For you to help me, Rhonda Help me get her out of my heart Help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. 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 Help me, Rhonda, yeah, get her out of my heart. Gonna be my wife and I was gonna be her man She let another guy come between us and it shattered our plan Rhonda, you caught my eye And I'll give you lots of reasons why You gotta help me, Rhonda Help me get her out of my heart Help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. 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 Help me, Rhonda, yeah, get her out of my heart. Help me, Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Help, 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 help me, Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Yeah, get her out of my heart. Hi, welcome to the podcast, Help Me Rhonda. I'm your host, Dr. Rhonda Karg, and every week I'm going to share information with you about mental health-related topics, including methods I've used to help thousands of people gain insights into their behavior, learn new coping skills, and simply just create more fun and fulfilling lives. I believe everyone has the capacity to learn and grow, so I'm happy you joined me today. This is my first podcast episode, so very exciting. A little bit about me. I have more than 25 years of experience as a clinical psychologist. I'm what's known as a scientist practitioner, which means that I'm a clinical psychologist that is both providing direct care, such as diagnostic assessments and psychotherapy, and I'm also a researcher. And I'm so passionate about the work that I do that I have my hands in many different aspects of mental health, as you'll find out. And after years of contemplation, I decided 2022 was going to be the year I start a podcast just to teach folks the tried and true methods for improving their lives. And this podcast is another way that I can address the mental health crisis in the U.S. because I can 
reach more folks this way. So the primary purpose is to help improve the mental health of the listeners. And the second goal is anyone who knows me can attest to the other goal of mine, of course, is to always have more fun. So I hope you'll find this podcast to be both enriching and entertaining. So I'm going to mix it up on this podcast. Some weeks I'm going to be answering anonymous questions submitted to me through my website. Some weeks I'll be teaching you methods to improve your mental health. Uh, Other weeks I'll have guests on to discuss special topics such as, say, polyamorous relationships, social justice, manifesting your desires, or thriving in the face of adversity. I'm so excited about the guests I have invited to the show and also very excited to connect with my listeners. It's one of the reasons I still have energy to do a podcast after seeing patients all day. Human connection just really juices me up. So today's podcast is 10 Ways to Win at Dating. So after decades of seeing folks make mistakes that lead to disasters, I wanted to do a podcast on this because I think there are important factors to consider if you're in dating. And a lot of folks are out here dissatisfied with their dating experiences, people that I talk to every day. So whether you're 20 years old or 80 years old, I think these suggestions will apply to you because they're drawn from common dating mistakes that should be avoided because there is a high probability that they will end in heartache. So protect your head, your heart, your spirit, show up for yourself by putting your health and well-being first. And that's really the overarching theme of what I'm going to be talking about today. So number 10, lead with what you're looking for. This is so important. Remember what you focus your mind on is exponentially more likely to happen. So if you want to manifest some really awesome people in your life, you got to start with a clear vision of what you want. So start with some self-reflection. Ask yourself, what am I looking for? Do you want to date as a polyamorous person? Are you looking for a casual dating arrangement, maybe just friends with benefits? Or are you looking for a monogamous long-term relationship? Do you want to get married and have kids someday? So these are all important issues to be upfront with about, uh, be upfront about when you're dating. So first get clarity about what you want and then be upfront about what you're looking for. Just remember that clear communication is always going to be key. So number nine, pay attention to the warning signs. So say you meet a guy and you tell yourself, he's everything that I've been searching for. I hear that when people have gone out on one date. (laughs) Let's say he's never married, no kids, good job, owns his own house, has a nice car, all the things that you're looking for. But at the same time, he's also very into himself. In fact, he never asks about you or your life. He calls all the shots about where you go together and how you'll spend your time together and even what you're going to eat and where you eat. He is talking about long-term relationship with kids and everything, but you barely know each other. So he's rushing you. 
this should be a red flag. But you make excuses for him and say, well, he's just a man who knows what he wants. And this is because you're so attached to the idea of having someone that you're willing to ignore the red flags. Another example that I see happen a lot is let's say that the guy only texts you when he wants to have sex. And you guys have never been on a date or done anything outside of your bedroom, but you want a boyfriend. So you're willing to just be patient and wait for him to come around, right? We've all done this. So do you see what I mean? A person can want a partner so bad that they're willing to just jump in with reckless abandon and not get to know the person before deciding whether or not they are the one for you. So essentially, folks who ignore the warning signs are abandoning themselves. Okay, don't do that. Have your own back. Okay, go into dating scenarios with your eyes wide open, watching the warning signs. And in some cases, Proceeding with caution, other times seeing the red flag and running. But reason things out with people who have earned your trust, like a friend or a therapist, who can help you with this if those little parts of you that desperately want a relationship will ignore the warning signs because you're so invested in finding a mate. Okay? Number eight, date from a place of security and abundance. So dating from a place of scarcity means that you don't feel whole and complete just as you are. You feel incomplete and believe there's something missing from your life. And you believe that that something is a partner. And you're not alone in this. This is a message that we get from society all the time, that if you're not with someone, there's something wrong with you. In fact, you're you're unlovable and you're a loser. I mean, it's that strong of a message that we get from society. So if you have that belief, it's okay. That's where it came from. But you also have the responsibility to change that irrational thought because it's not true. So date from a place of believing that you are whole and complete just as you are. So that having a partner is an option, but not one that you are overly attached to from this place of scarcity or desperation. Aside from not feeling worthy of love and belonging, remember that desperate is never attractive, okay? Plus, your mind manifests what you focus your thoughts on. So do you want to manifest negativity and scarcity? I don't think so. I think you want to manifest abundance. And how do you do that? You date from a place of abundance. You know that you are whole and complete just as you are. You have everything in your life that you need. You're looking for a partner, a good partner, not any partner. You're looking for a good partner. Okay. Number seven, Take full responsibility for your own feelings. I see this mistake made a lot in relationships where a partner will go to the other partner and try to make them responsible for how they're feeling, how, you know, their partner has done something that has upset them and they haven't taken the time to really reflect and gain perspective and think about what their part is in this. Cause we all have parts 
We have an authentic self, which is when we are calm, confident, and centered. And then superimposed on top of that authentic self are what we call parts. This is known as internal family systems. And I'm going to be talking about this at different times during my podcast. But the idea is that we have younger parts of us that are wounded and afraid. And when we get triggered, a lot of times it's those younger parts of us these inner child parts of us that are just afraid. And so we're reacting to something and our reaction doesn't match the situation. We're reacting in a way that other people would not. And so when that happens, remember that triggers are here to bring us a message. And the message that they're bringing us is that we have parts of us that still need healing. And the good news is, is that we can do that for ourselves. We can heal those parts of us that are hurting and afraid. And that is one of the things that I'll be talking about on this podcast. So you can stay tuned for that. But it is your responsibility to work with your shadow parts, the parts of you that get triggered, that are afraid, that might feel insecure, It's parts of us that show up for these fights that hurt so much. And so I want to help you be able to identify what those parts are and take full responsibility for working things out before you go to your partner. Figure out what your part needs to say and then go to your partner from that place and express those feelings that your part is having. And understand that there's parts that are showing up for, (laughs) that are showing up that are your partner's parts. So it can get kind of, it can get a little dicey, but just trust in the fact that this is something that you can work with. And the good news is, is that you are responsible for how you feel and you can change how you're feeling and your perspective on things. So you can be looking forward to that podcast. Number six, be courageous enough to express yourself and ask for what you need. So what do I mean by this? So we all have these wounded parts from earlier times in our lives that are afraid of getting hurt. And those parts are what we call protectors that will unconsciously step in and control in a situation in ways that are not in your best interest, like reacting from a place of anger and defensiveness when you experience fear of abandonment or rejection. So in order to get close to people, we have to turn our willingness knob all the way up to 11 and be willing to ask for what we want or need from a place of authenticity, meaning when you are calm and confident and centered. I love this theory about our parts. Again, I'll do a separate podcast about this because parts is really where it's at. It'll help you a lot. Number five, people date people based on what you're observing now, not for their alleged potential. I've seen a lot of people over the years, especially women, no shade, Dating people for what they believe is that person's potential. As I said at the beginning, yes, people can and do change. I believe in that or I wouldn't be in this field. But it does require motivation to work on yourself or making your dreams come true. 
Okay, the past predicts the future. So if your partner is relying on you for money now, chances are, unless they're doing something to clean up their act, chances are they will lean on you for money in the future. Or if they have trouble keeping jobs now and they're not doing anything to change, they're going to have, that trend's going to probably continue. So ask yourself if this person didn't change in the next five years, would I regret staying with them? If the answer to that is yes, I would, then I think it's a good time to reflect and gain some perspective on that relationship. Number four, stick with it and don't give up on dating too easily. So I've been a little bit about me. I've been dating. I've dated a lot in the last 20 years and I know more than anyone (laughs) that dating can get discouraging sometimes, but more than anything, it's just really fun. But I see people giving up on one or after one or two disappointing dates. Remember that dating requires a certain amount of discipline and dedication. You have, yes, it's true. You're going to have to sift through a lot of bad candidates before you find the right fit for you. If you're due to, if you're using dating apps, remember that it's a numbers game. So even if you don't have a lot of time, you can jump on, jump on the app, swipe left or right on a few people. And that's enough for you to be presented to more people. That's sort of the algorithm that they use are people that are active. They're going to be much more likely to present for availability on the dating apps. And like I said, sure, there's a lot of people to sift through to find a good match, but don't give up. Keep connecting with people you're matched with, stay engaged, even if it's only for a few minutes a day, but you can't wait around for the person of your dreams to break into your home anymore, guys. You got to get out here, okay? Number three, let people go if you're not interested. There are are a few things in life that are worse than people who message you just because they're bored, they don't care about you, or worse yet, they're breadcrumbing you. So breadcrumbing is a toxic behavior that involves only rarely reaching out to see if the other person is still willing to pay attention to you. It's a way of manipulating the other person and keeping them around, basically for your own entertainment. Don't do that to anyone. If you're not interested in dating them, then don't act like it. Uh, Don't let them get their hopes up for no reason. Don't play with people's hearts, okay? Be ethical about this. Treat other people like you would like to be treated, okay? Number two, stay away from discussions about past lovers. We've all made this mistake, right? Guys, don't. There's no good that's going to come out of discussions about your past lovers. Uh, You know, the number of lovers you've had over the years or what you did with them in the bedroom. You know, it's what they call a body count these days, and it means how many people you've had sex with. Sharing your sexual history will invariably cause insecurity in the other person you're dating. I would just not talk about your ex's period. Even if your partner is begging for more details about your past, I recommend just not going there. Um, You might think that it will bring about more intimacy, but that's not entirely clear. 
Um, so I would find other ways to reassure them that they're important to you. And then lastly, number one, show up for yourself. Okay, I've seen many people abandon themselves in their relationships when they're dating. What do I mean by that? I mean, they lose themselves. They forget about their goals and their dreams. They stop doing their hobbies. They rarely hang out with their friends, if ever. They make the person they are dating their top priority. Remember, your health and your well-being come first. That's your priority, you. Your health, your well-being comes first. Your job comes second because you need to keep a roof over your head. Unless you, unless you have an in, unlimited supply of money, then maybe your job isn't your second priority. But for most people, we have to keep a roof over our head. So our job needs to come second. And... You know, after that, for you, it might be friends, it might be pets, it might be family, but you get the point. Dating is not necessarily that high of a priority for you if you really think about it. So act like it. Pay attention to the things that are important to you. Maintain your friendships with other people. Continue to go see your family. Don't be lame and cancel plans on your girlfriends because you got asked out on a date, Okay. <laughs> remember, you've got a life outside of dating. So don't forget about that. Um, if your top priority is not yourself, and it doesn't work out, it will be pretty devastating because your whole world will change. So don't put yourself in that position. Okay, maintain your health and well being. Keep kicking ass at work. Keep maintaining your relationships with friends and family, maintain your lifestyle and you will enjoy dating. But you've got to be authentic you when you are calm and confident and centered. Remember that you have a lot to offer and you deserve to have a good time dating. It is a good time. Believe me, it's fun. <laughs> so show up for yourself always and you'll heal those wounded parts. Take care of those wounded parts I'll talk about your parts during an upcoming podcast, so stay tuned for that. Thanks for showing up for yourself by listening to my podcast today. Thanks for listening. Please leave a comment, whether you agree with my takes or you don't. Hit like and subscribe. I enjoy these discussions, so please let me know what you think, and I'll see you next time. She put me down, I've been out doing in my head Come in late at night and in the morning I just lay in bed Rhonda, you look so fine And I know it wouldn't take much time For you to help me, Rhonda, help me get her out of my heart Help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. 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 Help me, Rhonda, yeah, get her out of my heart.
gonna be my wife and I was gonna be her man She let another guy come between us and it shattered our plan Rhonda, you caught my eye And I'll give you lots of reasons why You gotta help me, Rhonda, help me get her out of my heart Help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. 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 Help me, Rhonda, yeah, get her out of my heart. Help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. 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 Help me, Rhonda, yeah, get her out of my heart.